So hello! I think we went public during the week. We're now officially available. Not so much launched as maybe just escaped. Welcome to the Selling on eBay radio show. We're here to save you money, to increase your sales, and to have fun. The lines are open for your calls and texts. 1. 833 eBay 723 That's 1 833 322 9723 This is fake announcer guy saying here's Philip and Sherry with another fine program And that's what we do on the Selling on eBay radio show Try and make your eBay business perhaps a bit more fun and even a bit more profitable Sherry Smith and Philip Jackson with you Thank you for joining us Sherry is based in Colorado. She's a full-time seller on eBay. Now, if you're wondering, have I met her before? You probably did if you went to the eBay Open event. She was very noticeable, (laughs) wandering around the event, carrying a small dog. She's barking mad. She was also featured, by the way, as a chief accomplice to Mr. Devin Winnick on the main stage, but we'll try not and hold that against her too much. Well, thank you. I did get a better response from the audience, though, if I must say. (laughs) And Philip went full-time on eBay 12 years ago. Before that, he spent 20 years in product development, which makes him uniquely qualified to advise eBay on improving their product. And he has a really impressive collection of home laundry paraphernalia, which is either really cool or a sign of um, him teetering on the edge there. All right. Well, we won't dwell on that. Uh, we'll, uh, if you want to find out more about us, we don't try and get into ourselves too much on the program, but you can find our little website and it shows uh, what we do for a living. Uh, you can find that at www.sellsellsell.online. That's sellsellsell.online. Busy program coming up for you today. Sherry, what do we have? We're going to play Tracking Number Roulette. Everybody's favorite radio game. And we've also uncovered a major fraud on eBay. And we'll be asking, how does it work and how do we shut it down? And do we have a listener in a very high place? I can't wait to learn. Yes. And uh, our investigative investigative reporting team uh, finds out what's going on with those USPS kiosks. So it's the Selling on eBay radio show. You can find out more about us. Please do contribute your thoughts one way or the other is fine with us. Uh, You can do that at www.sellsellsell.online. Busy week for you, Sherry? Oh, yeah. I started my week on Sunday updating Mm -hmm. my required item specifics, being that it was coming up on 2 22 oh yeah and that was quite a journey i had 167 items that ebay said item specifics were required soon and i got about 80 done while watching the new episode the new season of space force on netflix space force okay yeah with steve carell it's pretty oh funny. well he's very selective of what he does so it's got to be good right yeah, and actually, he's one of the writers. Oh, so okay. that's definitely the positive side of this. And I would say mm-hmm. is what kept me sane as by the end of that season, I was only halfway done. So I think we'll talk more about item specifics yes, later in the do. show. Okay. That's your advice. And at my end, a, a quite a good week, I think. Um, 
we talked in the last episode about how I had to write off $234 on an item that I'd sent to Israel, and the guy said he never received it. And um, by the way, that's in our fantastically huge archive of previously released material. One episode. Anyway, after two, nearly three months of this thing being out in the wild missing, uh, tracking has gone live again. So I'm very hopeful that I may even be able to report this thing finally got delivered. And uh, the next question is, do I ever get a, end up getting paid for it? Because I've already refunded the buyer, but I'm going to try and get my money out of him anyway. So we'll see how uh, that goes. But that was, uh, that was good news. And... Um, I stick by my suggestion on these uh, lost uh, package-type situations, and this is all part of the uh, tracking number roulette game I'm sure you're playing along at home, and that is that if something goes missing, it almost always is missing and not lost, and it will eventually turn up. And so the, the game you play with eBay is to keep trying to get them to extend the deadline uh, in the hope that it turns up before you're forced to give out the refund. And I find that if you call them, let's say the night before the deadline comes up, you can add typically an extra 10 days on. And you can do that two or three times in a row. So that will buy you at least an extra month uh, for something to turn up. And quite often that's enough for the item to, to arrive. And I maintain that I don't think I've now with this one blemish probably not going to happen. I don't think I've ever lost a package, maybe in 15 years. I've had plenty that have gone missing for ages or finally came back to me. I wasn't expecting to see them again. But complete losses, never, which I think is a good record. So anyway, that's the advice. If you have something that gets lost, uh, don't give up. Keep, keep, keep going. And I only noticed it because I was manually checking the tracking. I had subscribed on the USPS site to get updates. And normally that does do that some months into the future, but that seemed to have failed. So luckily, I was doing manual checks every now and again. So there you go. Sherry's been also uh, uh, trying to figure out how to use some of the new uh, listing tool features, right? Yeah. You know, when my life is just going too easily, I like to really bang my head up against the wall and try out some new features. So I tried the new listing tool Mm -hmm. so that I could not just add videos, but also import images from my cell phone. I have my employees taking photos with my previous cell phone. I have Mm -hmm. an iPhone now, but I had a Samsung Note 9, and that's what they take the pictures with. First of all, one thing I want to say is that the Samsung does less correcting and white balance stuff, if I might say in a very technical manner. Right. Um, And it actually takes better pictures for eBay than my iPhone. My iPhone takes very flattering pictures of people and Mm. makes Mm. their skin look good, it seems like. I've seen that. I've seen a baby in the family and the baby pictures that come out of the iPhone, even in the kids playing in in the snow or something, which for any kind of camera is a a huge challenge to get that right. The kid looks perfect. Uh, I'm very impressed. But I obviously haven't tested it on, on, on product type photography. But yes, you don't want to have too much stuff added to the image. In fact, you want to go bear, bear it down to the minimum, I think, sometimes. And, and personally, I, I use cameras on manual for taking product photography. I don't want anything automated in there because I have the thing calibrated. I don't want to mess with it. Yeah. And with the Samsung, it takes really good pictures of mm-hmm. products without yeah. altering them. 
anyway, um, I tried the listing tool first before I had one of the teenagers try it, you know, my workforce. And um, with my phone, so you go to the draft because we make a draft and then we save it. Then we have a separate person add pictures. So I opened the draft and click import from cell phone. It gives you a uh -huh. notification on your cell phone. You click it, you add the pictures. It's really smooth uh -huh. and very efficient. So we tried to do that with the Samsung, but somehow it won't do it with that phone. So I went really like both feet in. I, I have Xfinity Mobile and I called them and said, how much would it cost to add another phone, my Samsung mm. to my service? Mm -hmm. And it actually costs nothing. It costs $1.95 a month for the taxes. Oh, okay. But it costs nothing more for my service. And you can't just use a phone in, say, Wi-Fi mode only. It has to be logged on to, I don't know, iTunes or something. Is that the, the catch? I'm trying to think how well, you could have several phones all running in your workroom all I know, feeding stuff I'm, into your flow. That would be the ideal, wouldn't it? Yes, and I'm so glad you asked because I've been on the phone twice with the same person with eBay because she calls me back every two days to give me an mm -hmm. update about this issue before I was trying to activate the Samsung. I know we're really getting in the weeds here. But well, I was going to assign this to you as homework for next time to come back to class and okay. uh, provide greater insight as to how this uh, okay. uh, witchcraft of uh, image transfer takes place. Because that, from a photographer's point of view, is kind of the holy grail. I tried to set it up on my rig and I bought myself a very expensive Canon camera, uh, which is way more than I really need, because supposedly it would work with Wi-Fi and send the images straight to my workstation rather than have to muck around with wires or moving cards. Oh, nice. In and out. Really cool. You take the picture and bing, it pops up on your editor straight away. No handling of anything. Does it work? Uh, no. <laughs> it's ah. terrible. It's horrible, horrible software. Doesn't really work. Um, I've spent a lot of time trying to figure out other ways of trying to get this thing to work. To be honest, I, I just pull the card out and pop it in the computer now, which is really frustrating, but that's that's the what I'm doing. So anyway. Yeah, uh, it's old school. It's a very old design, and I think if you bought a new one now, I'm sure it would work better, but when you're buying you know, fairly chunky cameras, I'm not going to buy a, a brand new state-of-the-art camera. It isn't worth it because I just turn off all the autom automation anyway. I'm shooting in exactly. manual all the time. It's not worth it. So anyway. Okay, that i got to tell grail. you yep. one mm -hmm. thing before we leave this yes. for next week. I do want to tell you that, uh, okay, my Samsung is now activated with a, a phone number that I never need or okay. will never use. Mm -hmm. um, I had Jack when he came in for his shift last night. I said, just, you're signed in. You know, he was signed into my other account, the other account, and he went into the draft and it sent the notification to the Samsung. Hmm. It worked. Okay, I'll give you an update next week because yes. um, it worked with multiple glitches, but we were one step closer. And I'll just leave you with this. If I sound like I'm on the edge barely surviving right now. It's because meanwhile, Xfinity gave me a whole new phone number for my iPhone <laughs> in the oh. in the mix. So before we got on air, I was very calmly explaining to them that I now have a phone number that nobody knows and no one can text or call me. 
Uh-huh. And now I'll, I'll hand it over to you, so I don't. And I'm guessing that once they've taken your old number back and given you a new one, that's that's a one-way street. She's going to work on it. It sounds like she's maybe going to be able to give me my old number back. Uh, okay. I'll a lot of people that. like have that number and might assume yes. I'm out of well, business if it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. All right. Very good. Okay. Well, thanks for updating us on that. We'll uh, we'll get more from you next time. Thank I had you. one of my perennial <laughs> problems this week, and this seems to affect me a lot. People like stealing my images. I mean, as I said, I spent a lot of money on camera stuff, so maybe that's half the reason. And this, this time, uh, it was uh, a guy who'd bought that item from me some months ago thought he would uh, use my photos in his listing. He obviously thought that he'd bought the intellectual property of my listings with the item. And he got a bit uh, bent out of shape when I sent my usual standard letter, like, you can't use my stuff. Stand by for a Vero unless you really want to, you know, change it out pretty quickly. Um, Anyway, he got pretty upset, but I had to explain to him that, uh, you know, you don't, you know, eBay, in theory, you can't use someone else's images, although they are difficult to get to act on that sort of thing. Um, and eventually he took them down and stole the images off a, a competitor of mine. So I guess that's okay with me then. Oh, good. <laughs> I think it's a bad experience for the buyer uh, not to see the item in its current condition. And also, yeah. you know, my whole rap with pictures is it's not just a picture of the item. It's it's telling the buyer something about you and how clean the item is and how carefully you arrange it and the way you make it show the way it, it works you know that's that's speaking volumes about you as a seller so when you steal someone else's pictures you're not just taking a, their pictures of the item you're taking their entire marketing message and claiming that for yourself or at least it, it, in my opinion so that really annoys me um and uh, that's why i went after this fella so anyway that was that's yeah. my excuse for giving him a hard time uh, also, just moving on here, uh, we asked Sherry previously as another class assignment to um, <laughs> see if uh, you can make any headway with 6-bit uh, and see if that's going to solve any of your, um, I think, mainly accounting type problems. Have you had any luck this this week on that? So I went on their site and I was about to click free 30-day trial and I was just a little bit wary of technology with what I'm going through with my phones mm-hmm. and the new eBay listing tools. So it says on the their site, you know, ask us any question. And I did, and it was a bot um, as opposed to a live person. So then I contacted them uh, a different way because they definitely tout on their website that they are there to support you and answer you right away. So it did take two days. They got back to me though and answered all my questions. For example, that yes, they populate. Well, actually they weren't specific. I was specific. They said, yes, we can do everything you've mentioned. So that's as far as I've gotten with them. But Philip, you sent me a new information about QuickBooks. I already use QuickBooks online. It looked like and eBay had mainly maybe tried to step it up a notch and put some functionality above and beyond the, just the regular reports. I don't know. We haven't had much of a chance to explore that yet. But so I'm going to have to explore that. Yesterday or today, I think. So um, 
we'll, we'll, we'll look into that again. We seem to push everything off till next week, but uh, we'll have a seriously yeah. busy show next week. Uh, it's going to be time next with week. All this technical stuff, so that's one to miss if you've got uh, other things to be getting on with. Uh, also, uh, we spoke last week again in our fantastic archive. You can find it, episode number one. A very long and rambling discussion uh, about how. My bulk order of um, uh, USPS uh, game size flat rate boxes all got disappeared somewhere in the mail system, and I was told uh, they are never going to appear. Just deal with it. Uh, you can't have your flat rate boxes. Well, I guess we may have uh, a listener in a very high place because I feel that some kind of divine intervention may have taken place this week. Because uh, would you believe it? Ten big bulk packs of game size flat rate box. It's no longer available on the site. This is the last chance to order turned up on my doorstep thanks to uh, USPS and I'm sure uh, divine intervention. So Sherry, let us pray. Yes. Dear Lord, thank you for hearing our prayer in episode one. I didn't see your IP address on the server log, but I appreciate you listening anyway. And I appreciate you hearing our prayer for intervention on the matter of USPS and the fantastically uh, important flat rate boxes. Yes, it's I want It's a miracle, absolute miracle. Thank you. thank you, Lord, for doing that to us. And Not dear as good Lord, as a miracle while, as your... Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, while we're on the line with you... Go on. Yes, can, I was going to say, uh, <laughs> if you've got any requests, Sherry, for, uh, for divine intervention whilst we're in uh, his good books. Yeah, can I have my phone number back, please? Oh, okay. Please. Well, that's a challenge. Uh, okay. Turning water into wine, that should be fairly straightforward. Uh, if you can scale that at an industrial level, please do let us know, because we've got some people that wouldn't mind talking to you about that. And also, um, what we can do, perhaps, Lord, is to put a little extra in the uh, the offer tree next time, and maybe you can sort out Sherry's uh, financial reporting problems, because that's been a great uh, issue for us as well here on the show. Yes, In the meantime, thank you. thank you for listening to us and thank you for uh, your intervention and for sorting out the mess uh, created by USPS. It's all very much appreciated and we'll make it worth your while as soon as we can. Thank you very much for that. Well, it's the Selling on eBay radio show, Sherry and Philip, and uh, we'll have some more uh, comings and goings at uh, eBay after this. Do you have an eBay listing that isn't selling? Philip and Sherry want to help. They'll each make a couple of suggestions for things to change or try to get your sales moving. Just send us your item number and we'll get to work. www.sellsellsell.online What do you have to lose? Experts are standing by. That's www.sellsellsell.online And Sherry's very keen to get a few of those in. I'd like to do that. We haven't done that yet. Bit of a feature from the old eBay radio show. I think we'll make it our own, do our own thing with that. So uh, please do send us your most challenging listings. Uh, you can phone us with the number if you like. The number's uh, 1-833-EBAY-723. And uh, we'll do something with that for you and maybe give you some interesting ideas. Uh, relatively light week, Sherry, for eBay news this week. I did see that they have finally pulled the plug on the what they would call the old style custom stores. I don't think many people were using that now, if only because they were not HTTPS compliant. So most browsers wouldn't even bring up the site, I suspect. But if you have one of those, you're going to be out of luck very soon because they're turning off the tap on that particular project. Yes, and the background removal tool is live on desktop. A lot of you have wanted this and been asking for this, and mm -hmm. eBay has done it. 
And in my experiences lately using the new listing tool, which is where you'll find that, I've experienced it and it seems really smart. It seems to be removing the background without leaving like a blob that you have to manually remove. So it's, it's really nice and quite exciting. Okay, good. Well, maybe um, I might try it. I might have a go at that and see how I think it works. I just I just do stuff manually myself at the moment, but that's kind of old school me. But I'd be interested to see how fast it is and whether it tackles some of the more challenging subjects like a light object or a light background where the, the boundary is quite hard to find sometimes. So, Oh, yeah, that might we'll be it. tough, but try it. Mm -hmm. Worth a try. And also, I want you to know, just to comfort you, that when you switch to the new listing tool, then you could just switch back to classic and i'm doing that frequently because um some of my employees are like oh this looks different mm -hmm. and i don't want to torture them unnecessarily so i just switch it back to classic but you like the new one right you do like the new aside from the listing cleanup thing you you like the flow of it i like the flow of it except when it glitches out and freezes and um, uh, it does have some glitches. So when it freezes, hmm. we then open it and switch to classic view. So it's a little glitchy. Mm, okay. All right. But I like the flow. Qualified okay. recommendation there. We'll put that one. Yeah. There. Yeah. All right. So anyway, it's the Selling on eBay radio show. Hopefully the idea is becoming clear at this point. We're here to try and help you run your eBay business. Maybe uh, make you a little bit more profitable. Have some fun along the uh, the way. Uh, you can find out more about us and indeed get in touch if you like. The uh, website is www.sellsellsell.online. Find out about us and perhaps more importantly, get in touch. Let us know what you think and maybe how you could participate in the show. Uh, moving on to other things that are going on at the moment, and um, I nearly got defrauded for the best part of $300 by a scam, well, sort of scam seller on eBay, Sherry. This is uh, a weird one for you, and I bid for something, and I, my bid was just a bit less than $400. There was someone bidding $100, and it's worth a lot more to me, but... That's the nature of my business. And I didn't win. And that's not unusual because as a professional buyer, I bid low and I bid often and I lose a lot. But that's that's part of the formula. You 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 go for a lot of stuff and you just win the stuff that has the best margin. And surprisingly, what happened was almost immediately after I lost the auction, I got one of those second chance offers coming through from the seller. Now, most of the stuff I buy is one of a kind there isn't a warehouse full of these items. So that's strange. Now, quite often you'll get a second chance offer maybe four or five days after the close. The other buyer doesn't come through with the money. They argue over the shipping destination. All that sort of stuff goes on. And that's that's wouldn't have raised my suspicions. But in this case, the offer came through almost immediately. And it was obvious that this was a one of a kind. It wasn't that he had several of them, although he claimed he had a second one when I asked. So I thought, okay, that's odd. Let's look at what's going on with the way this guy's running this this auction business. And what I found was that, aside from me, the person that had won the auction had uh, just a feedback of three. And I said, oh, that's interesting. I wonder if that's uh, one of my competitors maybe started up a new ID or something. What's going on there? And 
even though eBay on the site tries to hide a certain amount of detail of people's identities and stores and stuff, you can see patterns of activity. So I looked at the winning bidder, the guy that outbid me, and looked at his bid pattern. Well, interestingly, for a guy with only three feedback, he seems a very busy buyer. He'd bid 250-odd times in the last 30 days. It shows me that. What's also interesting is that all 250 bids were for one seller, the guy that was trying what? to sell me that item. <gasps> no. So I'm thinking, okay, let's look at the patterns. And those 250 bids, again, you can see this on the site, what? are typically in the last few hours of the auction. And he, he goes up at sort of $5, $10 increments um, to try. And it's obviously a shill bidding operation. He's bidding yes. in his own items. And he's trying to drive up the price of whoever's likely to win the item uh, just a little bit. So maybe he outbids them just by a little bit towards the end of the, the auction. So they get an email saying, hey, hey you're losing the item. You need to bid up a little bit. And he doesn't outbid them by very much, but he just keeps nudging them up. Oh. And this has been going on. I mean, you can see 60 days of history on eBay. Uh, and this is his standard auction tactic. Uh, the, he's obviously been doing it for two months, and I assume a lot longer before that. And he's not even making any effort to try and disguise this behavior. It's not as though he's using an account that does real transactions or has some other purpose. It's purely a shill bidding account. Um, so anyway... Obviously, I didn't accept his second chance offer because the guy's a, guy's a con artist. Um, yeah. And I thought, you, I go, go to the eBay site. I wonder what they say about shill bidding because, you know, you, you want to shut this thing down. Yeah. And it says, shill bidding, don't bother reporting this to us. We have fantastically incredible systems that spot all this stuff a mile away. There's no way you're going to be faster than our detection systems. You're wasting your time trying to report it to us. I said, okay, well, that's fine, because obviously two months into this, minimum two months into this game, you haven't spotted this guy, and he's not exactly difficult to spot. Yeah. Um, so I thought, hmm, I'll call eBay. And I get the usual, you know, customer service thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, don't worry. Uh, we'll, uh, uh, we'll take all the details down, and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll submit that uh, for someone to look at. We'll take it from here. Uh, I also did the reporter seller thing online myself and submitted that. And that was, well, we're now, well, it's quite a few days ago now and um, not a whole lot going on in terms of eBay's activity on this. I, uh, I checked uh, just before we started and uh, yes, uh, it's, uh, it's still up there and eBay's done nothing about it so far. So I, I feel there's some sort of intervention stroke campaign that we're going to start here if this doesn't get sorted out fairly soon. But, but, but first of all, let me... I have a quick request for you, if you don't mind. If you're familiar with how the site works, I wouldn't mind having a second set of eyes take a look at this thing and just just check I'm not over getting overexcited about this. That can just see that if you agree with me, what's going on? I can't give you the um, seller's name over the air because I think that would break the user agreement in several respects, and I just don't want that kind of hassle. But I'd be more than happy if you want to email us at show at online. I will forward you the guy's link. And maybe you could take a look and just see whether you agree with what I think I'm seeing here before I go nuts and start uh, sending off reports to uh, far, farther, far away uh, police stations or whatever one does with these things. 
So please do get in touch. If you think this is something that intrigues you as much as it does me, and maybe you know your way around the, the completed uh, listings type side of the eBay, and maybe give us a second opinion as to whether you, you think that's what's going on. And uh, then I feel that I don't have a lot of confidence that eBay is going to act anytime soon, but I could be proved wrong. Uh, so maybe we'll we'll uh, we'll see where we can go with this, but I do want to just check my facts first. So uh, that is uh, my request to you. Please do get in touch. And also, uh, of course, get in touch if you have any comments on anything else that we talk about here. We'd, we'd love to hear from you. Now, Shari, you, you mentioned earlier that uh, the, the 222 day was the uh, day of new item specifics. I didn't seem to get hit by this. I don't know why. Uh, but it was a, a fun day for you, right? Well, I haven't seen anything removed, which will be mm. interesting to check. But as I said, I got only halfway through after three hours of Space Force playing. And oh, what I finally realized is, okay, so these other 80 are four-year-old listings I have oh, wow. of things I would never take to list anymore because I learned my lesson when I listed these. This is jewelry without any particular designer. Mm. And it's just like costume jewelry or sterling silver. And it's they're listed at seventeen dollars, mm -hmm. you know, maybe lower. Mm -hmm. And I thought I am spending this time to what make five dollars. This is usually when I list something, I've already put in the effort or I've paid someone to mm. to list it. So it's going to stay there for four years or until it sells. But now I'm like, this is a detriment to me not to end these. I'd be better off ending these listings. Of course, then I saw that they were before I was putting my location and item code in the custom label field. So now to locate them, I have to go into the description and paste it onto the custom label field. There's no fast way around just even to end them and then pull them. Uh, so I marked down those by about 50%. The funny thing is, is that one of them sold today. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I I'm, mean, you could like, you could put them as a charity thing. Maybe that might get some traction. You never know. Sometimes people are more inclined just to buy something on a whim if they feel it's benefiting a charity. Uh, I don't know. I mean, you know what? That's a great idea. Assign them to a charity. The charity that I sell for assign that through mm -hmm, eBay. Mm -hmm. um, so just some way to get rid of these because even though eBay shows you like the bulk bulk listing tool to edit these. Mm. I'm like, okay, great. I'm going to search in these item specifics required soon. I put in the search word necklace mm. and 40 came up. I selected them all. I went to bulk edit. I chose item specifics type. I was going to put in necklace for all 40. Mm -hmm. It wouldn't do it. It's, it still makes you do it one at a time. Well, this is, I think, what the people that occupy youtube and, and and badmouth ebay a lot tend to <laughs> have all these uh item specific issues going on but they tend to be people that operate in categories that have been affected by this i think one example is like the postcards category where they used to have you know tier three tier four um, taxonomy breakdowns for pictures with postcards of people or places or countries. I don't know what the, the breakdown was. And they'd all built their 10,000 postcards into this particular structure. 
And then eBay said, well, tell you what, we're as part of the, the march on with uh, progress, we're not going to do postcards in a formal structure. We're just going to call them all postcards. And we're going to use the left-hand navigation to pick out whether they are places or people or countries or whatever the, the parameters are, because we can then dynamically change those things according to what search patterns come back and whatever else. That's the way they work. So people have found themselves with 10,000 listings that just drop off the site or don't compute anymore and they have to go through and make rather strange judgments as to whether this is a photo of a person or France or Paris or whatever it is without really knowing much about it and that's taken a lot of people a lot of time so I have sympathy with people in categories that that typically have a lot of volume and they suddenly wake up one day and find that they've got thousands and thousands of listings that no longer match the site and they have to go yeah. through and manually do it so um I think what eBay is doing is probably the right thing in terms of moving to left-hand nav, which is basically copying the Amazon design to some extent, and moving away from the whole UPC and catalog-based approach where they started. But it's a, a painful process for, for many people on the, on the way. And they've got to enable true bulk edit. They've got to. Mm -hmm. Is this something you can edit in bulk using, does file exchange work anymore? Is this another project for I me to find out? I think they said OptiSeller had a tool or something for that, but I haven't explored that. Don't know. Okay. I'm going to add that to my list. Put that on your homework. You're a busy, busy week ahead here. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll see how far I get with that. All right. Very good. Well, you start working on that. And in just a moment, we'll uh, give you the, the, uh, the results of our investigative research into the USPS kiosks. Okay. So Philip and Sherry clearly aren't experts. We need your help. Will you be a guest on the show? Is there something about selling on eBay that you can share? We'd like to have you join us. Contact us. www.sellsellsell.online That's www.sellsellsell.online Thank you for being part of the show. Now, I recommend that uh, as far as possible, if you sell on eBay, avoid going down to the post office. That is just a massive consumption of time that you'll never get back in your life. But if you have been down there, I don't know whether yours is like uh, mine, but they have one of these self-service kiosks. And by the way, no one seems to use them. People seem much happier waiting with a very frustrated expression on their face for half an hour for some clerk to serve them. But also what interested me with these is that the, the latest incarnation of the kiosks has this scanner on the front shining out red light onto the floor. And I thought, okay, that's interesting. I wonder whether we can solve the perennial problem of how to get our packages scanned with this particular piece of kit. And it's been discussed on the eBay discussion boards. I think there's a thread running on e-commerce bytes and people are... It's not clear from the publicly available data, is this a real scan or is it just some thing to make you feel like you've done something useful at the post office to justify all the time you spent there? So I went in there and I took a couple of real life packages I needed to send off and I scanned them using the kiosk scanner and popped them in the drop bin thing next to it. And here's what I discovered. First thing, as soon as you, on the menu of the thing, say, I want to scan a prepaid label, you get a big screen comes up and says, this is not really a real scan. It doesn't count for toffee, uh, but go ahead anyway, basically. So it's not, as far as USPS is concerned, it's not going to 
give you a payout if they suddenly run over your item and lose it or whatever immediately after that. Sorry. Nevertheless, uh, you can you can scan it and you get a little receipt out that says it's been scanned by the machine. Um, doesn't confirm specifically you've put it into the hatch because there's no video assembly thing to watch what goes on with it after that. I did look at how it's reported on the, the websites, both USPS and eBay, and it, it, curiously, there is a difference. The USPS website will say it's picked up a, a self-service kiosk scan. It will not tell you the time. I think it tells you the date, but it doesn't say accepted. It just says scanned at, at kiosk waiting acceptance by USPS, something like that. So really it doesn't count for very much other than someone turned up there and scanned a code of some sort. Um, however, when that information is transferred into eBay land, on the eBay internal tracking site, you know, the one that brings up on the sold item, the, the item status page, um, the tracking information, that says, uh, it basically gives you an acceptance scan as far as eBay is concerned, they're assigning at least the, the, the text tag uh, accepted by USPS to that transaction. So Yay. it might be, um, it might take, a, take a, you know, an unhappy buyer off your back for a bit. I think if it came down to really hard money being exchanged in like an insurance claim case, it might fall apart on you. But uh, it does, at least as far as the eBay system concerned, seem to at least score some kind of real status. Well, that's so a anyway, help. Yeah, I don't think I'd really make an effort to go do that. If I was going to the drop-in anyway, and sometimes that's the way it works because the postman's on a day off and it's everything's gone crazy and the stuff that I have to get out that day, um, then yes, I would probably, seeing it's right next to it and no one seems to use the machine, yes, I'd probably do a quick scan and drop it in the box because it doesn't take extra time, but mm, it wouldn't really mean a lot in terms of actual any financial side of things, but there we are. That is the status of the USPS kiosk. I would like there to be some way that they could, you know, have a little laser thing that scans the, the contents of the bin as it kind of drops into the bucket behind it. But yes. I can understand why that would be a little bit more uh, involved and they don't want to do it. But it's really, I think, a kind of a, a peace of mind thing for people that worry about these things that don't really care about the detail. So that was my homework project for the week. Signing off on that one, and the much further I can go with that. Uh, Sherry had a project as well to check out the, um, I guess it's a replacement of PayPal, because people use PayPal back in the PayPal days capital. to get money to work, work in capital for their business. And eBay, as we predicted, uh, of course, tried to replicate that. Of course, as far as they're concerned, it's just gravy all the way. Um, <laughs> and uh, did, you, uh, did you find out anything? Did you, did you take out a loan from eBay? Well, I applied. Just I wanted to see what the rate would be, and I have a credit card that I want to transfer to a low mm -hmm. rate, and then I'll pay it off this year. That's my deal. Um, and when I heard about eBay's capital loans through Lending Point um, on the eBay for Business podcast, I thought they said the rates were going to be like five, four, five percent or oh, something. Like I don't know. Did, Griff's trying to did I make that up in my mind or something? I he's mean, a criminal. Maybe, he's a he's a or maybe, he's a shady maybe that's for that people. <laughs> no. Maybe that's for people with good credit or something. No, yeah, I, I, I don't have bad credit, mm -hmm. um, but I'm not a star as far because you know I have that. 
credit card. Anyway, it was like 15 to 18%. I can't remember. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. never mind. This looks exactly, or you have that option or the option of an upfront fee of like $1,300. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Whatever it was, neither of them were any good. It was the same thing as, you know, PayPal working capital to me. So instead, I'll just have a credit card that has in, that's interest-free for a year, mm-hmm. transfer it to that, mm-hmm. pay it off, and be done with it. So it wasn't as exciting as I thought. For a consignment business, do you not, for the most part, effectively get working capital for free because people are bringing you the goods and you don't pay, pay them till it sells? Is that, I'd be surprised you need you know, to borrow money. I would have thought that effectively you're borrowing goods, which is the same thing, right? Okay, you can blame my mother. There are some things I uh-huh. inherited from her. <laughs> I'm very capable of spending money. Oh, okay. And um, shopping, skiing, nieces and nephews skiing. So, no, actually, this is me being, I mean, humble because it is embarrassing. Okay. Um, I'm sorry, I didn't. We didn't discuss no. this beforehand, so oh, no, I didn't mean to okay. out you, out you on air for being. Uh, That's being okay. A spendy in your private life. You know what? The first step is admitting it. I see. And um, I do have a financial planner. And seriously, mm-hmm. he is like makes me go through a whole budget. And um, anyway, so I'll keep you posted throughout mm-hmm. the year because if I'm upfront about it, you know, maybe I'll, uh, you know, curb my spending and stuff. And wait, there was something I was going to add to that. Oh, I wanted to say that you're right that I sell in consignment. So I don't have an upfront cost for the product. But what does get me is that it costs money for the labor to list it. And I have 1,470 items listed right now. So I won't take you through the weeds on that, like how many can get listed in an hour, but there's a lot of payroll right now. Mm Uh, in my items being listed on my site, which is why my holy grail is to only list things that will sell. I'm working on it, you know? It's an ongoing, being that I take on new things all the time, I have to, and I've been very good at saying no to things all week. I turn down a ton of Well, this is one of of the New Year's resolution things we discussed, so we're gonna check in at the yes. end of the year, so we're still on the air at that point in time, which is the uh, a very long way out from our sort of planning horizons. But uh, and we'll we'll see. Uh, and yes, I think that's definitely something that that as we take the journey as sellers to try and turn this into a really nicely profitable business rather than squeaking by, then I think right. that being more targeted, saying no, focusing on the few things that bring in the most money is the name of the game. And it's particularly hard, I think, if you're out there, you're trying to forge relationships with people, and there's always that pressure to take something on just to try and get them in the door and make them feel loved. So maybe the next thing they bring, you're going to make money on. And that's the, the absolutely, right? Absolutely. So being saying no, hopefully not offending them, and hopefully making the right decision. Good. So if you have ideas about how to say no, where do you draw that line? What are the criteria that you recommend or what do you use to say what's in or out? Where's that line and how do you draw it in a way that you don't cross? Uh, give us a call. We'll, we'll take your either text or maybe uh, leave us a voicemail and we'll put that out next one, time. one 833 eBay 723 That's one 833 
9723. I hope you're impressed with our uh, staff of announcers that are uh, very expensive and uh, cost us a vast amount of our production budget, but I, I feel it's worth it. Uh, also, uh, in the uh, sort of what's going on uh, in eBay land uh, view of the world here, and this sounds dull, but I think it's actually fairly important. eBay, uh, according to the guy that provides me all my searches, uh, has changed the API, the application programming interface, to give it its full title, when it comes to searching for items on the platform. And I, I know that sounds pretty dull, right? But actually, it's important because... The old API, when you go off and do a search, so let's say I do a search for men's shirts, large, blue, whatever it is, it would return back to the developer uh, the full item description. So he would then send that to me in the search results for the thing that I do with him, and I can read the entire description. I can see exactly what's going on if I want to. And I don't have anyone monkeying with that, so I'm reading exactly what the, the seller wants me to see. I find that pretty useful. Um, I could, for example, I guess, uh, run searches inside that text, look for particular things. Uh, it's quite a powerful response, and it's very helpful to me as a very busy buyer on the platform uh, to really focus on the stuff that's going to make me money. eBay has done away with that. You can no longer get the literal item description back via the API. What it sends you is eBay's version of a shortened description uh, created, you know what, Sherry? By artificial intelligence. Oh, which is so intelligent. Which is always the kiss of death for any, any, uh, any particular project that eBay comes up with because it's going to be strange. And yes, it gives you a short description. The computers go off. They scan the seller's item. It picks a few lines out of the item content and presents that to you as the description. Now, yes, you can drill through and click on the item and read the entire description, but the summary that comes back is eBay's shortened version. And eBay may say, well, that's just the nature of things because so many people are searching on phones or whatever that we just simply can't deliver the entire content. I, I don't know. I know it hits me and causes me problems because some of the descriptions, the way the AI decides what is or isn't important just ends up being complete nonsense. And it'll pick up strange terms that are buried at the bottom of the page about returns or terms and conditions and your your bid is a contract and negative feedback. You know, there's, there's all this stuff that sort of comes, somehow it picks up as thinks that's really important stuff. And the three sentences that you really want are not the ones it comes back with. Now, I don't know what you can do about this apart from maybe take everything out of your description that isn't really important. That's, I think, a good rule anyway. Um, but just be aware of the fact that um, a lot of people that are going to be searching for your items are going via this route because I don't, I don't have the figures, but the people that, that, that buy in quantity probably aren't typing in searches all day long into the search box on the website. They have tools and they have third-party sites and third-party tools that go off and, and, and search this stuff, and they're going through the API. So I'm, I'm still kind of assessing how it works. I'm nervous about it as a seller because I could be listing, let's say you list a shirt and there's the shirt's blue, lovely like peacock blue condition. It's got a button-down collar and this, that, and the other. And by the way, there's a big rip down the back. Well, the AI system may think rip down the back. We don't need to know about that. 
And people may make purchasing decisions really based upon the summarized information that eBay gives them. And then they get it. And then they look at the real description and go, well, that wasn't clear to me. No one told me about that. And as sellers, we are left with the mess, as is so often the case, um, when someone takes a shortcut. So I think it's one to watch, not a, a massive campaign as yet, but and maybe it'll get better. You'll be able, to, I'm sure, say it's a learning system. It'll get better over time. But I'm I'm nervous. I'm nervous about it. What do you think? Let us know. Uh, you can find our contact details at www.sellsellsell.online. And uh, as they always used to say on the old eBay radio show, just as the things the show hit its stride, there's our music which means it's time for us to get the hell out of here. Uh, what we'll do, Sherry, next time, I think, if you are willing, is ask you to tell us more about what happens next if you win an up-and-running grant. Are you okay to talk about that? Heck yeah, I'd love to share that. Very good. And we're going to test different approaches to p l Is that what that is? Profit? The promoted <laughs> listings. My apologies for shortening that. <laughs> We're yeah, going to have one of us is going to spend lots of money and one of us is going to spend very little money. And oh, uh, we'll goody. see who wins out. So stick around. We'll see you uh, next time for that. Thanks very much. See you next week. And this is Fake Announcer Guy saying, see you next time. Very good. And you can find us on www.sellsellsell.online. Until then, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs>